0: Birthday <laughs> too, yeah. Happy birthday
1: to you yeah.
0: Happy
1: birthday to you Happy birthday happy birthday to you yeah. Happy birthday to you yeah. Happy birthday stay yeah. Happy, birthday. happy
0: This is really one of the key things, isn't it? What can we do? How can we minimise the chance of catching coronavirus? Number one, wash your hands more. The more you wash your hands, the less likely you are to spread the virus to other people. Wash your hands, de, 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 de. Wash your hands, de, 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 de. Wash your hands!
1: At this point, all of us have probably washed our hands raw over the last few weeks and for some months. This time has been filled with fear, loss, and anxiety about what might be permanent changes to the way we live. Welcome to Borderscapes, a podcast connecting the dots. In this episode, we step into the lives of three women trying to survive the seemingly endless days of lockdowns across the world during the coronavirus pandemic. We cross into the self-imposed borders they've had to put up in their homes to protect themselves and their loved ones from the coronavirus. We start in Brighton, a coastal town in the United Kingdom, as I make a panicked self-extraction back to South Africa on the 24th of March 2020. I'm Peladis Sotusa, a master's student uh, studying towards her degree in digital documentary at the University of Sussex. Uh, it's eerily quiet at the train station um, at now, Brighton train station. The bulletin board things with um, all the journeys on have a lot of cancellations on them and this comes after last night uh, prime minister boris johnson announced that the uk is on a lockdown and that you know people should stay at home minimize contact with each other minimize all but essential travel all shops are closing etc etc so on my way here i took an uber and even though the bus is still working i didn't feel It was worth the risk to get on a bus with all my stuff and be touching things when I'm trying to get on a plane to go home and hopefully not bring this thing with me. So my Uber driver uh, Romani, he was such a character. As he pulled up he was wearing a mask, he was wearing gloves. Um, He helped me with my bags but as soon as he got back in the car. Uh, he wiped down uh, his steering wheel and his hands taking off his gloves you know and it just shows how seriously people are taking this his wipes sit just behind his steering wheel so they're there all the time I imagine he it's a routine he's gotten himself into since this outbreak started now um, I'm gonna go back just to give you some context of why I've made this decision to go home when it is so high risk, and the probabilities of me being a person who brings another case to my country is very, very high. A few days before I left the UK, I had a Skype call with an Ecuadorian trumpeter and music teacher based in Milan, Italy. Mary Valencia at the time Italy was the epicenter of the virus in Europe and would soon overtake China's infection and death rate it was day 10 of the national lockdown
2: at the beginning uh, most of the people also uh, underestimated the situation okay most of the people thought uh, it's just a flu it's just a flu people is exaggerating and then all my activities were I, loved, I mean, I just got the the, the the call, you know, everything answered till the next week. So at the beginning, I also took it like, oof, a little bit of relax at home. Okay. Of course, thinking that maybe it would be just, I mean, it would last just for one week. The second week, I started a little bit getting worried because uh, I, I was looking myself, oh, my God, like I lost my job. I mean I am freelancer. I am living here with my boyfriend. Uh, we do the same job and um, we have all cancel concerts, cancel classes. Of course I was it we not gonna last too much. I mean it will say like one or two weeks. But then I really started to worry and I've been always um conscious of uh, having the my I mean to follow all the um the the rules that we have, been, I mean, to don't go out, just if it's necessary, uh, like to show up or something like that, and try to keep
1: uh, at home. Mary and her boyfriend have joined the hundreds of balcony performers that have gone viral in recent months. A noisy flash mob, she calls it. She now looks forward to 6pm, the one time of the day she can stand in her yard, correction, on a stage, to play again all the while bringing hope and joy to a distressed audience. So I'm in a cab now uh, on my way to Heathrow. Um, I went through London Victoria which was Deadly quiet. Uh, I had a conversation with one of the ticket uh, people. Um, He was trying to help me with my bags and he was just telling me he thinks it's a great idea that I'm going home. Being with family at a time like this is best, especially when we're not sure how long it'll be like this. Um, His son is in Germany um, working as a doctor so he says that's all that plays in his mind um, every day i think that that brings me to the point about why i'm doing this it's less about being homesick and um, wanting like a warm meal that my mom cooked and more about the fact that we don't know when it's going to end and I think my mind was starting to race um, a little bit and get, and I was getting very antsy at the prospect of living in my single 4 by 4 meter room for the next few months with all my roommates having moved out and I don't know, very little prospect of getting out of that hole. Heathrow Airport at Bag Drop and Check In. There are one, two, three, four, five, six kiosks open. There are 12 of us in line to check in. When I walked in here, it felt like a ghost town. There are parts of the desks that are just dead, dead, dead. No one's there. Um, I guess a lot of airlines also have. Um, suspended their services but I'll have a walk through the rest of the airport in a little bit. In a little town 500 kilometers outside of Wuhan, China lies Hunan where Slindile Tongo lives. She's working there as an English tutor at a boarding school. Slindile was halfway into a year away from home, South Africa. She needed a break from her demanding career as a lawyer and look to a year of adventure in the East to do so. When we spoke, she was on day 62 of a national lockdown. But day one of the lockdown back in January is a vivid memory she can't seem to shake.
0: I remember walking outside, and my school premises, it's like a boarding house, and my school premises were locked. And, like, as a liberal, democratic, like, person I wanted engagement and I was just like I beg your pardon like freedom what about my freedom of movement and then he was the security was trying to like explain to me that like um tomorrow like so he was like saying in Mandarin tomorrow tomorrow and I was just like no today I need to do what I need to do today I was just like okay like okay I know that there's a germ or something but like holding me within This gate is not going to keep the germ from coming through. What's happening? Like, I was so confused.
1: Cinderly admits that she hadn't been following the coronavirus coverage as closely as she could have. When friends and family sent her articles about it, she still felt it was far removed from her reality. That would quickly change as strict social distancing measures were imposed countrywide.
0: People have been asking about, a cabin fever and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not strictly, like, contained in my room I have like limitations Mm -hmm. via um, what I can do outside I have limited um, resources that I can indulge in outside there are then the prohibitions internally via the curfew that needs to be adhered to and then there is just the tacit understanding amongst Every single person in the community, inclusive of people that I've built intimate relationships with here, that there is no need to compromise the sanctity or the safety of the home at this present time. I can go outside for like a jog with my mask on. I'm, I'm always alone when I do so. I often do my makeup and then go outside to take photo in the sunlight.
1: Le, like Mary, has found that doing one simple thing, like putting on a full face, brings a semblance of normalcy. We're currently flying over Algeria and we have seven hours and 50 minutes of this flight left. Every person I've met today on my journey towards home has not only been nice, but been interested in having a conversation with me not one person I've met who I haven't had at least a five-minute conversation with about where I'm going, why I'm going, what it means, what I was doing, what I'm gonna do next and I've enjoyed it so much because people's interest is, is, is sincere, their concern is sincere, their kind regards are sincere and I just love that so much. I think one of the things about this Situation and this pandemic is that it's brought people a lot closer. It's, it's made people be more in tune with themselves and thus others.
2: The first week we were hanging out a lot. We were, uh, you know, like uh, drinking wine, eating, talking, talking. I mean, we we know each other's lives now from the from the, t- the day we were born. I, I think that this this moment is. To know each
1: other. That's what Mary and her family are doing. But what about Dile who's riding this wave alone in a foreign country?
0: What I do is I have essentials, like an essential must. I must wake up. I must make the bed. I must shower, even though I have nowhere to be. And then I'll have, like, an activity or, like, standard. Like, today, I will make my face look pretty. Or today... I will spend a lot more active time interacting with friends and family. And
1: has that made you yeah. a person who lives more in, um, who is more present?
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's there's so much complexities in that. So I need to dedicate a day where I'm going to be sad about the disuse and the um, no, like no purpose or whatever internalized anxieties I have about the situation, I can set aside time for that. Like the culture of busyness is is, is, is good and bad, in that like, you know what is busy? We genuinely kind of accustomed ourselves to not making time for, for, for things that matter. We don't really touch base with friends because, because we can see their story real and we know that they had a good time on Instagram.
1: am finally at home uh, starting my self isolation day one of 14 um, I'm staying in the guest room at my parents house which is detached from the house but has its own ensuite bathroom so it's perfect for my current situation I won't be sharing spaces with personal space with anyone else my mom has just knocked on my door to drop off my first meal
2: we are doing this quarantine with internet you know that's not. without internet long time ago if you want to keep to save the planet you have to go on the war and let you kill yourself or your country now the only thing that the government is asking sit down grab a package of nutella watch a series on netflix and you stay at home for me i you know like i'm a healthcare
0: queen healthcare queen, like, I prioritize my sanity, like, I actively turn off the impact of, like, hysteria around me, or, like, uh, a build-up of, like, oh, my God, like, this is Armageddon, and it's, like, you know, the end, and I intentionally, like, turn it off, like, there's no, I don't have any notifications enabled on my phone, there's nothing that will pull me to my phone unless I want to do that
1: I really am very happy to be home um but also still very cognizant of the fact that I um maybe second don't know it yet maybe second may have passed it on already there was a lot of coughing and sniffling on the flight I was on Sorry, I'm not sure what happened there.
0: It was probably me. I'm always to blame. <laughs> and
1: yeah, it was me. Probably- okay, but we are back? Yep. Okay, great. In terms of, um, I suppose, moving forward, I know the situation in China is getting a lot, lot better. Um, do you yeah. sense, like, a hopefulness around you?
0: Personally, I don't exercise any um, active optimism toward tomorrow or the next day. I try to make sure that today is a good day. Like, I, like, really indulge in that. And um, I am active and intentful in that. That's a personal thing. Um, Some people are like, oh, my school will return in April. Some people have said my school will return in May. Some people have said, or will only do um, online learning.
2: But I'm a very positive person. I'm always positive. I work with a lot of children, and I'm so happy because I've been in touch with my children through the social media, and uh-uh. trying to make this finally work, you know? Uh, in, in a good way, in a, in a good sense, to educate, to transmit, even though if we are not, we can see each other, touch each other, to transmit them. Because they, my students are at home, so they are not being uh, home educated, they just have um, a homework from school. And since we started this uh, e-resource, e-learning, we can have these uh, live um, lessons.
1: They say worst-case scenario, they say this has to go on for another six months. Um, how would that make you feel?
2: Oh, my God. I don't know. I... I don't know. Let's begin today's practice seated. Come on down to the ground,
1: you know, honouring, choose. Celebrating that you have taken this time for yourself uh, Day 7 I, I Had a little bit of a wobble Yesterday Just in terms of like My great attitude And just being grateful And being happy to be home I was just kind of um, Down well not, Yeah, down yesterday I just wasn't particularly Happy, I couldn't finish my workout. I sort of did it halfway, and then I was just like, "Ugh, what even is the point It's day nine. I think I'm losing track of my days. Today's been a laid back day. um I literally showered to change from one set of pajamas into another, so my daytime pajamas <laughs> into my nighttime pajamas. Um I finished watching the newsroom. So now I have to find something else to binge. For now, I'm gonna carry on playing Sims though. I have created a little household with Anthony Joshua. We have one child, a girl, she's very cute. Her name's Yahel. I did not think about the origins of the name before I named her, it just sounded fun. So don't judge me when you look up its origins and what it means. We call her Yaya. While this pandemic has taken away a lot of things from us, for me, my year as a full-time student in the UK, Mary's job as a music teacher and performer, and Slingely's time as a tutor, it has also brought some unexpected gifts.
0: What I've learned is I'm not as, like, sensitive as I thought I was. Like, I'm not as sensitive as I thought I was. I'm not as, like, prone to anxiety as I thought I was. Like, I remember the one day at work with my legal venture where I had a full-blown panic attack. And I was just convinced that like, I'm an anxious person who's timid and like easy to bring to tears. It's just a, a strength that I've kind of like been able to identify that my instinctive um, uh, like desire to live has
2: triggered that, I guess. Let's be more modest. No, it's amazing. I haven't
1: used makeup for a long time, and I'm like, oh my God, I feel more beautiful. Somehow, it is my 15th and final night in quarantine. I don't know how it crept up on me so quickly because initially it felt like a big, long drag, an agonizing crawl. And now we're here. I mean, I've had no symptoms to speak of. Sometimes I'm like, "Uh, is that shortness of breath? I'm like, oh my God, why is my arm sore? And it's like, well, you did some push-ups today, girl. So I don't know, it's my mind probably playing with me. Um, But I still have that paranoia of like, what if I am one of those asymptomatic people when I walk in the house and touch everything and bake and cook and hug my mom and meanwhile I'm spreading this thing. It's been a full month since I left that little room. My family and I remain safe and in good health. I've checked in with Mary and Slindile too. And they're both fine. There are no guarantees yet, no promises of when this will end or how life will be once that happens. For now, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for the pleasure of your time. I'm Piledi Satusa and you've been listening to Isolated, an episode of the Borderscapes podcast produced with the support of the School of Media, Film and Music and a Digital Practice Award at the University of Sussex. Martin Spinelli and Lee Gooding were our executive producers. Our theme music was composed by Rahul Panchal. And our graphic design was by Anna Baltransilva. Additional episode music credits and info are available on our website, which is at borderscapes.org. And for social media, we are Pod.